The goal of this podcast is to enable a better understanding of music as a fundamental part of Latvian culture. Vienna Balsi means in one voice. One voice for each guest, musicians, composers, performers, and one voice when people sing together and unite under one cultural identity. We are grateful to the American Latvian Association Culture Funds for their help. Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss a single episode. And now, enjoy listening. Leipnilukts Programma Vienna Balsi. Uh, today we are very glad to receive Andris Zenitis. Welcome, Andris. Hello. Uh, uh, Andris is a Latvian composer, is also a music critic, and uh, you uh, had a, a radio program that, that you quit a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm also a teacher. And you also... Teaching, <laughs> teaching music. So precisely, my first question would be, uh, what are your uh, activities, if you want to introduce yourself? And uh, for people who don't know your work, uh, what has been um, your um, first education and all the process uh, that helped you become a, a composer, the, the key moments, the, the, the meetings? Yeah. yeah, basically, I think uh, all my life is somehow around the music but uh, uh, maybe it's too risky to, to say like this because I have also my personal life <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, anyway um, composing is the main main subject of my, my life and I'm trying to uh, to have as much time as possible for composing but uh, uh, I'm not so famous uh, composer in in a, in a in a global terms that I cannot afford to be just composer so I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm basically spending my days in a, in a schools in a different schools teaching the same composition and also some uh, quite interesting other subjects which are not uh, just uh, solfege or, or harmony but more related with the history of contemporary music with the uh, orchestration with the uh, physics of sound and so on and it's it's also a very interesting process for me uh, you told about this critic size uh, side of me I'm I must say that I'm trying to avoid uh, this activity in the lo- last years because uh, you know uh, when you are living in a quite small country when where everybody knows yeah. everybody then it's quite risky to be too too critical so I'm keeping uh, this critical side uh, more or less for my friends for our closed circle to, to talk about but not pu- publicly so um, but anyway I'm, I'm trying to be also more open for different uh, different uh, um, sides of art that's because I'm also stopping to be so critical about uh, everything so <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying more to understand what's what's in and mm-hmm. what's uh, so but my background yes I, I I remember music in my life um, as as long as I can remember myself so uh, maybe it was uh, quite a natural process because my my sister was uh, she's older than me nine years and she was playing violin in, at home all the time so I was in a mid mid of music <laughs> since then and uh, so when I was six I started to to attend the music school so I don't know but uh, my mother's thought that it was my own decision so. I just saw this building of music school and it was a quite beautiful building in a beautiful beautiful surroundings and I thought oh what's this building in music school so yeah I, I want to go there so <laughs> yeah and I started as a piano player 
and uh, quite successfully but uh, there was a one age where when uh, I had too much interests and uh, uh, basically they were not related with piano playing and you know these methods of piano playing that you have to sit many hours to practice mm-hmm. and it was really not for me and uh, uh, I always wanted to try to try many things and to 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 see how it works, uh, starting from, I don't know, from anything, from wood cutting to uh, painting and everything. And I, I tried also to compose and, and it started also very early. And I, uh, a couple of years ago, I found my first uh, first paper uh, sheets with my, my symphonies and operas I wrote when I was seven or something like this. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Of course, these are not my first compositions, but at least my my first wish to be a composer. So, and um, yeah, and then my piano career was uh, was gone, and uh, I I was uh, completely I completely switched to creative uh, activities. And uh, uh, when I was uh, I must say how well I was like twelve, I, I composed my first. Uh, avant-garde style composition which was uh, quite shocking for for uh, for professionals and wow who is this small guy who is who is breaking piano <laughs> and, and uh, yeah it was uh, yeah it, it was yeah. why was it shocking because of uh, of a process it was because the small small kid is is doing clusters and then and, and playing on piano strings and then just my my first uh, piano uh, my first uh, composition uh, teacher was demonstrating me some pieces like schnitke and and, and mm-hmm. cage and something like this which was at that these years it was like 1990s it was uh uh quite uh, exotic for for latvian because mm-hmm. uh, as you know we don't uh, we didn't had uh, this this avant-garde movement in a mm-hmm. In, in a right time, like in 70s or 60s, and so and this was something completely new <laughs> and then shocking. <laughs> and yes, then then I continued like this and uh, and then moved to to Darzinch School in Riga when I when my my first not not first but the second teacher uh, in my life in composition was Peter Svasks, and so. We became a good uh, friends uh, and uh, still are, and yeah, he was like father for me for this time. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, what what was important uh, in the uh, in these times with Vasks that uh, he was not a teacher for me in the terms of technical skills, but more a teacher of life. So we was talking a lot about. Uh, about the goal, about the aim of music. What is uh, what is the content of music not not uh, technical details and uh, i many times i didn't agree with him so we, we had uh, when i when i was a bit older like 18 19 then uh, i was totally against him so <laughs> but yes yes it was an important uh, period in my life and i was really much in- influenced by music of wasks and uh, I must say that I I, I I was in love with his music before I, uh, I started to, to this uh, this school um, with him. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I love this expression, this kind of of of, uh, of uh, expression of emotions. What was in his earliest works and then this. Uh, this uh, level of pain, I must say, and and, yes. and I somehow, I somehow even, I think I copied his music for some 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 moments, or or had something similar in my earliest works, and uh, uh, even then, when uh, Peters was already not writing music like this, <laughs> I, I continued to be so in such high pressure in music and. Uh, and later, yes, later I had the opportunity to to spend one year in Vienna when I was uh, eighteen. Um, thanks to Peter Svasks, I got a very good scholarship to for one year in in Austria, in the capital of old music. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and uh, what was uh, for me very important that it was at that time was not only capital of old but also of new music because the most uh, important uh, things what I got from this year was uh, attending festivals, concerts, and uh, having opportunity to to look into scores of. Uh, famous avant-garde composers and this was also like 1996-7 uh, this was first years we maybe had some uh, some contemporary scores in Latvia and, and uh, we was making exchange and <laughs> having this uh, uh, this uh, yeah passion for, for, for every page of contemporary music mm-hmm. So this was very important uh, yeah year for me and uh, yeah later I came back and uh, was here in Latvia for one year and then uh, moved to Lithuania where I was for four years yes and then graduated all the possible schools there <laughs> so this is my unusual uh, way maybe of of my my education so um, as my also my friend and my colleague uh, Martin Williams, which is uh, still in Lithuania, I'm also also a scholar of this uh, tradition of Lithuanian music school. Mm-hmm. So later, later, my professional uh, freedom <laughs> started. <laughs> So the uh, influence of Peterus Pavlovsky, were talking about it, and what are the artists uh, who uh, <clears throat> influenced you uh, in your musical creation? It can be indeed musicians, not only in the field of classical and contemporary music, but as I suppose you are interested by a lot of things, it can be also poets or writers or painters, maybe mm-hmm. in the uh, artistic process. I must say, I was really uh, very fanatic about uh, contemporary music when I was a teenager, and uh, I uh, recorded almost everything what was on radio, which was after 90-0, and uh, I had a huge collection of audio cassettes, uh, I think some some 300 or something like this, and I bought this uh, empty uh, empty tapes every week, (laughs) and spent all my money for this and of course the half of it is already in garbage now but but uh, I, I I had this uh, imagination that I will listen this this music for many times of course uh, something from the it was good something not good but uh, what is what was important and uh, what I'm telling also to my 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 pupils in school that uh, you should listen to different kind of music, also for bad music, in your opinion, just to understand why it's bad for you. It's interesting, yeah. Uh, but uh, because it's uh, maybe just for you, it's a bad music for for others. I, because, uh, for example, I, I also I, I sometimes I don't uh, don't get uh, the this this uh, good side of some composers which I really don't understand, which are world famous, but I still don't understand them. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but it doesn't mean that it's bad music. It's uh, maybe it's not understandable for myself. Um, so I I, I I went all through all this my collection just to understand uh, what is for me personally important and what is not. And uh, therefore, I must say that my, my, my favorite composers changed all the time. <laughs> and um, about these influences, uh, at the moment, 
right now i even cannot say what is import uh, what is influencing me now <laughs> because it's it's a mix of different things and uh, maybe sometimes it's just one piece from one composer a couple of pieces from other composer maybe i'm watching one film from one movie director the other is not for me not not so good for mm-hmm. me and uh, uh yes when i was i think like uh, at the age like uh, until my 30s then I, I was a big fan of many composers like there was a period of of messian which was mm-hmm. really important for me i remember i, I was listening almost everything uh, what what i had opportunity to listen and even even uh, tried to learn to play organ to play messian works so it was mm-hmm. important for me to to play his music as well. And uh, when I was in a school, I was, uh, the Schnitke was God for me. I was really, I wrote even articles about Schnitke. I, was, I read every, uh, every books about Schnitke, which was available in Russian, in Lat- uh, not in Latvian, English, and in German. <laughs> and uh, all the rec- I had all the recordings of, of his music, uh, which uh, was possible to get. And then there then was a peri- uh, also a, a uh, moment when I was a big fan of uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Shostakovich, yes, uh, no, it's the same, conti- the same, like a grandfather of Schnitke. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, there are some references to you. You made a piece of music that is called the Rite of Spring. Is it a tribute to Stravinsky in a sense? No, 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 no. It's uh, just. Uh, uh, the same topic, I mean, the okay. same uh, spring fest or, or summer fest and, and some pantheistic uh, uh, topics, but uh, Stravinsky not. I'm, I, I really appreciate and I like Stravinsky, but I'm not sure he influenced me at that level. Mm-hmm. I have a really uh, huge... Uh, time I was listening only Mahler and only 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 uh, uh, Wagner because still it is my it is my even though it's it's uh, quite old-fashioned but still it's my uh, um, goal or my my ideal of instrumentation of, of orchestral sound mm-hmm. And uh, it's not it's not uh, so far actually from uh, also sometimes from some com- contemporary composers like uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite composers always was Magnus Lindberg uh, which was also my my teacher in one in one workshop and I was really a big fan of his music uh, and and still uh, am and he has this rich uh, type of orchestration which I'm sometimes missing in contemporary music this rich sound, rich deep uh, uh, timbers and, and it's, it's really, really nice. Yeah. N- not only in minimalistic approach, no, yeah, no, something, no. yeah. And then this really yeah, be- because Gustav Mahler is about building some kind of cathedral in symphonies, yeah. I think this is what you are mentioning. Yes, yes, that's what what I'm probably doing also in some of my works, but not always. You know, you know, I'm 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 getting a bit older, and my 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 pieces are getting shorter. <laughs> Somehow. But uh, so uh, so far, uh, you have uh, only because this is, you have published a lot of things, you have creating a lot of things, but. Uh, soon there will be your second symphony.
According to what you say, you would be uh, interesting in writing more music in this kind of form, this kind of. Uh, and uh, why are? Is there a reason why you didn't write more symphonies? Is it because you uh, you want to achieve really uh, a level that that is uh, <laughs> high or? Um, you know, in in contemporary music, uh, always there 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 used to be these words which are like a, like a slang words, I think, and then symphony for really contemporary composers sometimes is like a slang. What symphony? It's uh, so uh, so. It's a name which which belongs to I don't know the Mahler maybe was the last or or okay. Be Be Berio made a funeral for symphony <laughs> with his symphony, but after after this, there for these composers who wrote the symphonies, it sometimes sounded like a bah, he's composing mm -hmm. symphony. Oh, in, in instinct in C major or in or, or in, in F F minor, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I I think uh, I'm I'm not shy about about these names anymore, and I'm not shy about anything I'm doing anymore, and I'm not worrying about am I contemporary? I'm not contemporary. It's not important for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was really much younger than in our circles we was always had this lot about uh, many many things oh he is old fashioned he made this this uh, <laughs> this song cycle uh, song or, or something like this but um, the same with opera i i i have mm -hmm. two operas and one of these operas is uh, uh, really kind of experimental and and it's made in not in typical operatic form it's it's more uh, chamber opera with electronics and with no subject and this was uh, my 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 walking uh, against uh, this this genre of opera and i was even uh, writing an article at that, uh, that time what is opera and what is not and still many many said to me no this is not the opera you 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 wrote this is something but don't call it opera and and uh, and then I wrote a real opera, mm -hmm. <laughs> very classical opera, and it was five years ago. And uh, uh, my 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 uh, my aim was just to, to understand for myself what uh, what opera means for me, what means this traditional kind of mm -hmm. opera. And with symphony, I think it's it's the same way. I I, I don't think uh, that uh, this word is very important. Is it symphony of symphony or is it not? Actually, have many symphonic works with just the titles, which are not called symphonies. Mm -hmm. But in a principle, there are symphonies <laughs> in a form, in a you know this uh, feeling. I just uh, uh, I don't know. I want in one moment I switched to this this name symphony. Let's do symphonies. Why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I think it's also linked to some historical reason and context because there is this big misunderstanding that start with Shostakovich being in USSR and keeping writing symphonies and in the West these uh, dodecaphonic movement and uh, uh, wants to break mm -hmm. the code and then in in the 90s where there was absolutely um, key moments for you the, there is this uh, new um, freedom and the end of USSR so it's like some kind of maybe a reaction or is I feel like I don't know if you saw the movie Yelgava 94 but this is your version of Yelgava 94 <laughs> in classical music in a sense mm. something like that in, inside your your uh, your music I think that well uh, there are three patterns I, I according to me there is a, a big work of deconstruction, I would say, I would use this term like in your piano piece that is called Octagon, 
Uh, there is a research, very deep research in uh, dissonance and uh, uh, based on um, on um, microtonality. But uh, I feel also that very often you try to build some layers of sound, uh, very precise, um, like, you know, in some electronic music, there are some, this drone, um, you know, movement like uh, Eliane Radig uh, or uh, this kind of artist. So maybe I'm wrong, but I would like to have your reaction about this, uh, these comments or... Yeah, that's. I I think this dissonant thing is uh, coming from my youth, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes it is very. Uh, there are curious situations because uh, myself, I'm not uh, feeling that I'm so dissonant composer uh, like uh, others are are, uh, are hearing this. Or, okay. But but. Uh, Basically, I'm. I think I'm. What uh, what I'm still keeping in my music. This is a kind of 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 really uh, sharp contrasts. Sharp contrast between uh, different uh, uh, kinds of uh, affects and, and different kinds of feelings, and uh, they are symbolized by by uh, also by different uh, methods of musical language. Like, for example, at, at my uh, point of technique to, today, I'm working actually with a diatonic with uh, absolutely pure sounds trying uh, uh, to to make layers over uh, over this mm-hmm. this diatonic uh, texture with some more dissonant sounds and then back and then trying to these the different temperatures in music but um, I'm not uh, I'm actually I'm not uh, often thinking about this uh, theoretical side of my music because uh, I must say that I'm purely, uh, I'm purely um, um, intuitive composer, and, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely relying on my intuition, and uh, uh, almost everything I'm doing, I'm doing from my intuition, and th- that's why sometimes I'm quite uh, angry at these musicologists or critics which are writing that yes, the, he's structurally well very well built music with uh, with uh, with the mathematical uh, uh, elements in it i was why i've never composed any mathematical uh, composition i never used any uh, formulas and uh, mm-hmm. or or sometimes maybe i used some uh, more more uh, structural or principles i'm using but sometimes i'm even uh, forgetting about them when i finish this composition so <laughs> This is just my my uh, my um, my uh, tool which I'm using, and after it's not any more important for me. That's why sometimes I'm having trouble when I have to un- make analysis on my own works. <laughs> so I'm sitting down and thinking, "Well, so what I used there, I don't remember." <laughs> so I'm trying to go through it <laughs> once more and then trying to find what was there. <laughs> 
So I, I feel I, I see this process of compo composition as a huge meditation actually and what's 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 what makes it interesting for me and uh, what is not interesting for me what would be not interesting for me if I would know everything I will I will have in this composition from one end to uh, another like Schoenbeck had for example yes. uh, I, I have to go through all this principle but uh, yeah, the, I, I had in one uh, in one workshop there was one uh, famous uh, composer who thought that uh, it's a sign of non-professionality that you don't know what you'll do next. <laughs> but for me, it's it's really interesting, and in the end, you always in the end you you still even uh, see the logic of everything, and you can see that you anyway you made it very log in a very logical way. I'm very worried about the quality of music if composers don't have a subconscious. <laughs> you cannot analyze anything about yourself. On a more intuitive and emotional level, I have a feeling when I listen to your music that it's haunted by some ghost and darkness sometimes. It's, uh, <laughs> it, well, um, I don't know if you agree with that, but on your website there are some comments by Peter Isvask who says that it was um, he found striking how uh, tragic even when you were young uh, your your work your musical work could be and, uh... yeah it's a, i think it's a way of uh, of anal analytical approach to my own life because uh, uh, of course you cannot blame your life but uh, i i my 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 teenager years was quite hard and uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I was growing alone actually with my sister my, my parents died and then I think it it, uh, it had some influence on my personality and, and that's that's the questions which I'm trying to solve during my last years actually having some psychoanalysis and so on but uh, uh, and I'm I'm, uh, I'm understanding sometimes where 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 the problems or or some um, these um, musical ideas came from and uh, yes I remember when uh, the certain uh, certain time in my life when uh, uh, all my music was full of kind of sadness I, I must say not darkness but maybe sadness and nostalgia and uh, a kind of uh, uh, melancholy and I, I, I still I think uh, I'm still a very melancholic composer even if somebody don't think so, but my inner feeling about my own music is it's full of melancholy. about the darkness I think it's who knows maybe it's also a very uh, subjective uh, question because uh, I remember once I was uh, in my in my former school I was invited to talk about my own music for a young for a youngsters and I, I prepared some very uh, uh, very uh, specially picked uh, pieces not to uh, traumatize them and to show something very light and very nice with which mm -hmm. I composed in a, uh, during last years and I remember there was one one madrigal from uh, madrigals by uh, Cummings which I composed from radio for radio choir it's it's so pure music it's made I think only in a uh, with this this uh, white keys on the piano and then it's and the text is very light and and and, and full of lightness and uh, after this piece one well, actually it was not a, not a student it was a teacher who and she asked me 
uh, is uh, all your music so depressive? <laughs> then, then I had this, oh no, so Even what, what else? Make... What else? <laughs> Should I compose a pop song or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I spell it well. Karel, Mark, Shishon, your... Yes. yes. Explain that you are very involved um, in the, the, the creation of music and with a uh, relationship to, to, with performers. And I would like to know a little more about this, is, if there is a, a reason linked to um, the technique of music or is it more based on intuition? I think a composer is uh, is nobody without without a good performer, and and you 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 are you really need performer, even if you're not electronic music <laughs> composer, and even then you have a festival or something or concert where to play. But uh, I I I'm lucky about about the about musicians which I met in my life, and then which uh, which are fans of my music and. Uh, of course, not everybody is a fan of my music, but there are some. And uh, between uh, them are um, locally well-known artists and there are some, even some internationally well-known artists. And uh, uh, I think the same. Who who would be uh, Schnitke without Gidon Kramer, for example? Mm-hmm. Who would be the same Cancelli without Gidon Kramer or, or uh, even... Or, um, or uh, Georg Pellets, which is also, uh, he, I think he must be very thankful to Gidon Kremer. And that this is one very important performer who performed a lot of uh, post-Soviet music and made the composers famous. And we can name, uh, we can name many musicians like this. And uh, uh, if composers don't have good, fantastic performers, then what else? He's only on his writing desk <laughs> with his symphonies and uh, and so on. But uh, yes, uh, Karel Markshishan is a, is a um, Spanish Gibraltar-born uh, uh, conductor who luckily came to Latvia and uh, became a chief conductor of our National Symphony Orchestra for 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 uh, some years and uh, actually these these were one of the i think the the success, most successful years for national symphonic orchestra because he made uh, this orchestra in a very high uh, technical quality and uh, somehow it happened that uh, when uh, he first came his idea was to make a a composer's competition for for uh, for an opening uh, piece of of the first season he's starting and somehow I won this competition and there was also a competition for ending piece of the next season and I also won <laughs> because of of course it was his preference and and he was one of the uh, persons who chose what he wants to play. And so it continued somehow, and then even after he left our orchestra, he's still playing two or three pieces of mine quite regularly with a, with a good orchestra around around Europe at least. And I'm trying to attend these concerts as if it's possible, and and I I I'm, I was really. Uh, happy that I can uh, step on the stage of Berlin Philharmonie where he played my, my piece, and or in uh, in in, um, in uh, Amsterdam in um, Concertgebouw and the same. And uh, I was yeah, this is this is really fantastic. The same I I had a dream to compose for Gidon Kremer, and I, I it, it 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 was possible one day. <laughs> And he also he during last years he performed a couple time, times my my piece for violin and orchestra so it's it's really good. But for for example your um, your string uh, uh, first string quatuor is is uh, does I was very impressed with uh, the kind of sound you uh, you have here. Does it require um, some something specific from the musician, some some alternate tuning or something that it that where you uh, uh, when you communicate with them you specify this? Actually, my string, first string quartet is uh, 
is uh, the the motifs of this string quartet is used in three horror films actually <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for the moment <laughs> I I have a creepy taste as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no I I can agree that it's it's really extreme it's really extreme in sound and uh, um, it's played uh, it's played by different quartets somehow uh, despite it's it's a, it's 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 a level of <laughs> temperature. It's a joke, but it dem it, it it demands a page turner for a quartet, and uh, luckily in the last years it's possible to play with a with a with a, tablets, um, a tablets, yes, and because it's no no place where to turn page for musicians. I remember that one Polish quartet, which they were famous Polish quartets, was playing it and. The, the these uh, pages uh, sheets are, are was flying on the stage <laughs> after each passage so but it's it's really impressive but uh, yeah this string quartet is um, quite ex experimental work of mine it's it, i must say yeah it's quite i am um, concentrating on one one particular note it's maybe later i discovered that maybe it's something similar to 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 Jacinto Chelsea's approach, yeah, but yes. but but uh, yeah. but in in a more more uh, more uh, aggressive way probably, but yes. So, so I'm, I I tried for myself. This was a kind of experiment. Where can I go in a deep of one sound and switching to another sound in the end? So it's it's uh, the starting point is one sound and the end point is another sound. So how can I go from one to another in a in a most expressive way, and this 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 uh, meaning was this trataka practice of meditation when you are concentrating to one point, mm -hmm. and you know when you are not very used to to to, to meditation, then then first uh, first uh, your um, experience is as is that you are having a mind full of different uh, thoughts, not connected, and even some aggressive and some. Uh, uh, you cannot stand it, and, and that's what's happening in this this quartet. And in the end, there's a, you cannot hear in this in a recording, but in a score, it's written that there must be a, a at least one minute of silence mm -hmm. after they played it, but not just sitting, but keeping a balls uh, in the air. So this is the point of release when you can go out of this. <laughs> I didn't find this uh, this piece of music um, terrifying. It's a, it's a, it's a research of energy, in my mm. opinion. It's a really a raw, pure energy. Um, you were mentioning your personal life, and uh, sometimes I follow your Facebook, and uh, all the composers have their guilty pleasures. But you seem to have some kind of healthy life with mushroom, with bikes, and uh, <laughs> doing bikes and running. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, a book by Haruki Murakami, which is about uh, what I talk about when I talk about running. It describes himself. It describes the fact of writing, like you know, sustaining some kind of uh, of rhythm. Is it uh, a, this uh, healthy life? Is it also helping for uh, creating music mm -hmm. to make to have some lighter questions? First of all, I'm trying to uh, to escape my unhealthy life, which I had for many years. Okay. So this is a logical continuation of of, of my uh, my uh, wish to lo uh, to live a longer life, <laughs> and because I did everything uh, to be unhealthy for for a long times, but. Uh, but yes, uh, um, I must say I'm. I'm um, I have this um, 
I have this this uh, this uh, impatient uh, feeling of myself because I'm um, uh, I'm I'm really impatient in some kind and and uh, it's not enough for me uh, that I I see for example that yes I will finish this symphony for example in two months but it's too far for me. I should write every day, I should do, do it more and more and more and more and then I'm finishing it a bit even earlier than it, it should be finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same with, with this, this, this uh, healthy life and uh, for example I'm, I'm, I'm going into extremities sometimes. And the same with the bike. Uh, I can do a small ride for 20 kilometers but it's not enough for me, I'm doing it for 100 in one day. So. And I'm happy with this and of course next day I'm I'm falling, uh, I'm, I'm sleeping all day, but no, I need it for 100. And then I'm happy I'm seeing this map I have in, in, in Ostrava and I'm, oh yes, I made it, you know, it's it's a kind of, uh, your uh, uh, you got it like a medal for this. <laughs> and and uh, I really like, yes, this uh, this activity and I must say that uh, my, my, my brain is working better when I'm active than... I, I'm I'm always um, surprised about uh, my some colleagues or just uh, people who can sit down and uh, start to think about things. <laughs> I cannot do like this. I must be in in a process, and then I'm thinking. This makes me to think and uh, to make uh, yeah. And the same the same cold water. It's fantastic. This this feeling after be swimming in winter. What's happening in your in your in your brain it's empty you're you're happy you're smiling you're who who didn't try to don't understand what i'm saying but but it's it's really it's different it's um i hope that this um this channel will be uh, seen abroad maybe by uh, the latvian diaspora who is living in australia and canada uh and um, this is a difficult question, and I don't know if you can answer in English, but uh, how would you define uh, what it is to be Latvian? Um, sometimes, yeah, it was maybe years ago where was this discussion, for example, what is Latvian music? Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there are uh, some, I don't know, musicologists or some just who are thinking that Latvian music me- means that you are... Um, integrating some folk songs in it or folk melodies or at least are not so dissonant <laughs> yeah um, but uh, I don't think so uh, I this was my idea at that time that uh, you cannot write French or American or Spanish music if you're living here eating or food uh, breathing or air here uh, you cannot uh, even uh, even if you are copying somebody, but uh, I think it's 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 difficult to see it from inside. For example, when I'm listening to some Estonian composers, I feel yes, there is something Estonian. There is mm-hmm. something what connects these composers. Maybe it's some I don't know in uh, intonation world or some uh, some even harmonic uh, choices they are making in in their music uh, i i spent a lot of time in lithuania also there you can you can find something which connects some of these composers not everybody but some and you cannot define it what what is it exactly and uh, the same about music generally you cannot very precisely say what is this there in this music is it uh, music about uh, no? If the name is sun, then it must be sunny. Yes, or it must be like something very, uh, very precisely concrete. And uh, uh, to be Latvian, I don't know. Um, I I don't feel myself uh, uh, Latvian in in a very in a very traditionally. Uh, in in a way which connects me with Latvian traditions in a very traditional also way, uh, I'm I'm yeah it's maybe it's not uh, not a good thing but I'm not practicing folk song singing or or uh, um, uh, a 
although I, when I was in Lithuania, I was participating in Lithuanian folk ensemble as a participant <laughs> because it was I was invited by my friends. But uh, uh, still, I, I, I know this feeling when I'm spending a longer time somewhere else. Uh, I still uh, have this longing to go home, go back. And I feel more, uh, I think I, I feel more Latvian in a... In a in a mental, in a geographic way. For example, uh, I have my country side house, my, my cottage in a north east part of Latvia. Actually, if somebody from 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 Switzerland, I don't know, from from uh, from uh, Scotland will come there, so oh, there's nothing there. There's just a flat field and and uh, and uh, and uh, some some trees there and a small river, even not river, maybe some <laughs> something even smaller than river. But there's nothing really special. But I still I really feel uh, connected with this place, and I cannot explain this why it's it's uh, something really emotional with this uh, these colors we have this um, this this particular kind of green this particular kind of gray this particular kind of 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 of, of brown of course the sky sky is the same all <laughs> everywhere but. <laughs> not exactly even even yeah or or color of our sea of course i'm when i'm going to the mediterranean sea or, or or somewhere else where is this this pure pure water color you can see through for many many meters and and we have this kind of brown yellowish water here but still it's very it's very close to me and uh, I don't say after returning. Oh, yeah, no, I will never again go and go to swim in this <laughs> this this color. But no, it's it's really it's really very close to my heart here. That's a, that's a great answer. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for uh, this interview. It was a pleasure to have you. If you enjoy listening to this program, don't forget to subscribe, share on social network, that's the best way to help the growth of this channel. Don't forget that Vienna Balsi is also a YouTube channel. Thanks for listening and you will hear from us very soon.